Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of The Silent Protagonist, a podcast on video games and most things nerd culture. I am, of course, Phil, and I'm joined by my co-host, Mike. And Seth. Hey, what's going on, man? Yeah, uh, I'm a little just, confused since you know, the producer told not. me not to speak. You're good. So. <laughs> <laughs> I am ah, you got a total <laughs> Yo. Oh shit, oh. that was good. It's just absolutely not. It's just hitting shit out of the way. <laughs> the disembodied voice. <laughs> Yo, can we keep that on the rib? <laughs> yeah, just Yo, absolutely not. Okay, wait. So, listeners, uh, I know we didn't really get to the intro as we normally do, but just to specify, we had a bit of a meeting before we started the episode, and uh, our producer, Jason, uh, told Mike to not speak. The exact words were stop talking. So, Mike, for the last, let's say, four minutes, even going into the interview, as you heard, stopped speaking. He gave no inkling to any of us in the meeting that he would speak on the podcast, uh, even to the point that our producer was worried and had quoted and quote unquote said he had fucked up. Oh, yeah, he did. (laughs) I think it was then when he knew he fucked up. He fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh Oh my God! Um, we are having so, a very good talk. Oh God! Yeah. What the hell was that? That's uh, Alexa. That... Oh, oh where? Stop! Stop! Alexa, stop! Are you? Oh my goodness! You're sleeping with Alexa. Okay. I'm telling. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna get this started. Congratulations, Mike. You finally did it. Yeah, wow. Down. Let's wow. <laughs> wow. At, at the opening. At the at very the, opening. At the opening. Wow. Okay. I think I could retire now from this. <laughs> I mean, I guess, but let's 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 get to it. Now, okay. 2020 as a whole has been a very shitty year. Quite either shitty. we're either getting bad news or worse news. Or we're starting to sign protagonist podcast. Available in all where all podcasts are being broadcast. Yeah. Yeah. But now we're going to slide on the fact of, I guess you can call it worse news. Because Cyberpunk 2077 has been delayed again. Now, Uh... developer CD Projekt Red announced last week that Cyberpunk 2077 has been delayed yet again to December 10th, which they attribute to having to release the games on multiple platforms. The game was originally supposed to come out in April, then was pushed back to September, and then pushed back again to November 19th. The biggest challenge for us right now is shipping the game on current gen, next gen, and PC at the same time, which require us to prepare and test nine versions of it, the company said on a tweet on October 27th. This delay comes after reports that CD Projekt Red was mandating that employees crunch to get the game completed in time, which is something we spoke about in the previous episode. Yep. CD Projekt Red's co-CEO Adam Kaczynski got in hot water this week after he said on an investment call that the crunch for the game was, and I quote, not that bad and never was. Earlier reports stated that employees were working over 100 hours a week. Again, he literally stated that this was 
not that bad, and never was. He later apologized for his comment, saying, I had not wanted to comment on Crunch, yet still I did, and I did in a demeaning and harmful way. Now, I, we got to get into this. Mike, I want to start with you. Well, uh, it's kind of fitting that this delay happened just when the the studio announced that they are not doing crunch practices, which led me to believe if they were probably doing crunch practices, maybe the launch date would have still happened, which is kind of sad. So I'm really guessing that crunch was a bigger part of the studio's uh, um, work environment, bigger than what we probably even imagined before. So I don't feel bad at all. It was delayed. Although another example, which is not exactly the same at the give to this was from the ill-fated game Mighty Number no. 9. It was the Kenna Fume game where it had a big Kickstarter um, launch and everything. But the problem was, was that they were at one point trying to make 10 SKUs of the game for 10 different platforms. I'm talking Xbox 360, PS3, PS4. Um, the Xbox One, the the, the Vita, the D, the 3DS, the Nintendo Wii, and not only they had to make SKUs to all those systems, they had to make a base game that would run on the worst possible system, which probably you could debate will either be in the 3DS or the or the Wii U, and they didn't have enough to make polished versions for the actual other systems. So basically. That would mean that they had to spend time making a base game to work on 10 systems, which not only met them over budget, but it didn't make them meet. Uh, in fact, to this day, they still haven't made, uh, they only made eight of the SKUs that they were originally supposed to make. So I would say with this, um, with this delay and with the new systems, uh, probably in hindsight, they should have just maybe either concentrated on last gen or just wait another year and make it a next gen game and probably skip all this madness but they probably needed money uh to for their uh for the end of the year numbers so i'm guessing that's why they were pushing to try to get this out by this year and uh but if i was me i would say that they should have just held it off to just next gen people would have waited people would have waited another year to play keanu reeves in the game uh and what have you so and people would have waited so that the people that work there didn't over uh, overwork and having to do crunch, so um, they should have hold off. Wow, Seth. So, <clears throat> so it's funny because as you're speaking about this, Phil, the first thing that made that I thought about was the whole Mighty Number no. Nine debacle, <laughs> where they were trying to make all these different iterations of this one game for multiple systems. In all honesty. I feel like uh, CD Projekt Red needs to honestly just take a page out of Bethesda's book and, more importantly, Rockstar's book. Rockstar released Grand Theft Auto V at the end of a console cycle. That game originally came out on the 360 and the PlayStation 3. A year later... A year and a half later, I should say, the game came out again on the Xbox One and the PlayStation 4. 
I mean, with Bethesda, Oblivion came out on every fucking system imaginable. Everything. You really telling me that as opposed to just saying, yo, let's work on knocking out complete working functional versions of the Xbox One and PlayStation 4 versions. Then you take a break, you knock out the PC version, then you do the next-gen versions. If this game is as great as they're saying it's going to be, I don't see any reason why people would not double and or triple dip and buy this game on other systems. As it is, you already said, if someone buys the game on this console generation, they get the game for free on the next console generation. So I don't really understand the rush to get this out to be like, yo, we have nine different versions of this game for everything imaginable. You want it on your fridge, you got it on your fridge. No. <laughs> exactly. Let, let me ask you, let me ask you guys a follow-up question before I say what I have to say. Can studios do you in your do you believe studios can deliver triple A games without crunching? No. No, no. They the the long answer. Uh, no, yeah, short answer. No, <laughs> just they. I, mean, I think it five had a fuck ton of crunch, where they they actually pushed the game back. I believe six or eight months, and even with that pushback, the game still there was still crunch. It's that that's the nature of the industry, unfortunately. Yeah, because with AAA games, you have milestones that need to be met, and also you have um, stockholders and uh, board people to. Uh, that look at you know yearly numbers to see what's selling and such. And if your company if was working on a game for a year and a half and they didn't have anything else in the pipeline, then they need this game to come out X amount of time during the holidays. So the only way that they could probably get that done, unfortunately, at the moment, is that they have to hustle their employees to work st- stupid amount of hours to try to get a game done, which... In practice, it could probably be done with a smaller studio. It would take time because if a smaller studio that hasn't made a hit yet, they could probably spend time to work on it, craft on it uh, to make it uh, better. But for like a big time a, a publisher, yeah, it's like, yeah, we need this out by Christmas because uh, people are breathing down our necks to see uh, for our next uh, stockholders meeting. So, yeah, uh, so probably not, unfortunately. <laughs> I hope I'm wrong. Okay. I'm trying not to get mad about this whole thing, but I can't help but ask, what the fuck? <laughs> like, it's a valid question. No, seriously, what the fuck? And it's, and it's at two sets of people, and they work hand in hand. The first, CD Projekt Red. Um, this, the notion that crunching is, what, what, what is it? Not that bad. I'm sorry, not that bad and never was. Is already bad within itself, but then you find out that these were that these developers are working a hundred hour weeks during a fucking pandemic. Mm-hmm. It is mind boggling to me that for you to say that. And apparently, I also found out during this whole thing that when the developers found out at the same time that we did that the game was being pushed back. Yo, yeah. also also i just want to point out that he later on apologized for his comment saying i had not want i had not wanted to comment on crunch yet i still did 
and did it in a demeaning and harmful way. He's not even really apologizing. He's just kind of like, you know what? Yeah, I found the P- out. And- the, P- the PR people told me, you know, say no comment and shut the fuck up. And I did it. So that's my fault. That's really what that is. That's not even an apology. That's like shit. You know, maybe you could run for politics. I mean, shit. Oh, oh, and shout out to the fans who are sending death threats. Because oh, I, oh, the- oh, 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 I have, I, I have something for them as well. But we'll get to them in a second. But first with CD Projekt Red, first you say everybody's, you know, everybody's going to be working all these times for the... For, for, for this release to come out on time, even though we've all heard that it went gold, but yet you guys are still working on it. I'm not even. I'm not. I'm not even going to touch that because that sounds. That sounds suspected. That, that, that already sounds sus. Yeah, it's kind of sus. Quite. But to to force these to force these workers to work a hundred hour weeks and say, well, we're we're gonna make it. We're, we're gonna we're gonna make sure that they're well compensated for that. Does anyone? Does anyone in the nine realms buy that bullshit? Anyone? No. Not, not really, because usually in the industry, whatever you make is whatever you make. You don't. There's some uh, cases where you get bonuses and such, and but even then, it's never the amount that you should be getting for the, the amount of work you're. The the only people in this whole thing that I really feel bad for are the developers themselves, because, like, I can't I can't even fathom working a hundred hundred hour weeks, the stress that comes in it. God knows if they're going already going through something at home to mm-hmm. be working on this again during a pandemic. Everybody's stressed out, and to add to add that kind of workload is inhumane. Like these developers need a union because the companies will still keep getting away with it. And if God forbid the game is disappointing or lackluster or mid or anything like that. All the blame will only go on these developers as busting their ass to make this game. Come yeah. Out. And, and, and then and, we're gonna get it. and then and then and I guarantee you about two, three, four, five years from now, we're gonna get another polygon story about how horrible it was going on because this constantly happens. It happened with Riot Games mm-hmm. with the port. Like, I need them to explain to us what their working environment is. I'm afraid that I probably bet you whatever money of my uh, lucrative amount of money that I'm making that they aren't practicing social distancing. Um, yeah, whatever, their- whatever you're probably thinking it's worse because there's no way in a bit like we, we've all seen game studios. People are practically on top of each other, mm-hmm. so to speak. And you mean to and- tell me that they're able to work 100 hour work weeks during the pandemic and it's being done safely? Come on. <laughs> Yeah, like I'm just going to say, yeah, the game is running late. We need this out now. But can you uh, make sure that only half of our staff uh, works so that the other staff doesn't get sick from COVID? He's like, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I like I, I would guess like, OK, if they're going protocols, everybody's working for everybody's working from home. Yeah. Right. I'm again, I'm not I, like I can't I can't confirm if they are like they're working at home or in the studio. But either way, this is horrible. If they're at the studio, this is bad. If they're mm-hmm. at home, this is worse. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're spending time away from their family. Again, I cannot stress this enough. A hundred hour work week? Yeah. This this is this is insane. And just when you think it can't just when you think a situation like this can't get any worse. The gaming community comes and says, hold my beer. Oh, yeah. Because as usual in a situation like that, everybody takes their anger out on the wrong people. 
because now these now some now, now this very loud vocal I I don't even want to say minority because I, that might be underselling it. There's a very loud group now sending death threats to these poor developers. So on top of the fact that they have to work these work to death to make sure a game comes out and then find out with the rest of us that is being pushed back a couple of weeks. They're now getting death threats on their social media page from these fans because they took days off from work to play the game. Now, again, I'm not going I'm not going I'm not going to judge y'all on doing that cuz I'm I'm be 100% honest with you. I took a day off when Grand Theft Grand Theft Auto 5 came out for the PS3. I know a couple of people that did that. All oh, right. <laughs> But if it was delayed, it's like, okay, like, whatever. I have a day off from work. But to yeah. come on these people's pages and threaten the last thing, I know where to, I know where you, uh, I'll find where you live and I'll finish you. And that's part of that. And that's the nicest things that they're saying. That like the gaming community needs, needs regulation. And not only from the, the, not from, not only from these big name companies, but from the, the, from the community as well, because something like this has got to stop. But this isn't the first time. Case and, it won't, and it won't be the last time. And that's the problem. So, you know Mortal Kombat X. Yeah. Uh, for the longest time, uh, Melina was not part of the game. They actually are going to be putting her in the game as DLC uh, for a new expansion that comes out uh, later on this month in November. For the first year that this game was out, it was just people on Twitter first starting asking nicely, are you going to put Molina in the game? Are you going to put Molina in the game? Then it got to the point where they was the, the, the majority was so vocal that, yeah, you had people who were like, can you put Molina in the game? But then you had people who were threatening developers and people who worked for NetherRealm Studios to the point that they were like, I'm shutting down my social media because I have people sending death threats to me and my family, getting stuff where they live. So uh, it's it's fucked up that this is a thing that people do like oh just because they can't get something that they're going to have to buy anyway that and it's something that's out of their control like you're you're threatening people over a video game it doesn't yeah. it doesn't make sense and again you're attacking the developers that are pretty much making unnecessary sacrifices for this game to come out if you want to be mad be mad at the head ball, the, the bosses at CD Projekt Red that put them in this position. Be mad at them. Yeah, and don't send them death threats either. I mean, yeah, yeah. For love, yeah. Of, for love of everything. I want to make that clear. Death threats, like, if you're, if you're sending death threats and you listen to the show, kindly stop listening to the show. Yeah, like, exactly. Listen to something else because exactly. we don't need that energy here. Yeah, exactly. A good, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I, heard, I heard the shade room needs listeners. You know, like you, you have you have every. If you want to be mad, you have every right to be mad, annoyed, and criticized, and everything like that. But, for, but keep it on point. Keep it on the point of what you're talking about. If you're mad that Cyberpunk is not coming out, is not coming out until December, which I'm gonna, I'm gonna call it now. It's not coming out till 2021. <laughs> but I digress. Well, you know, Keanu Reeves still got his paycheck, so you know. Keanu Reeves ain't the problem, though. <laughs> Yo, is, I, I, right now, is, I swear to God, there's probably is, someone on Twitter hitting him up like, "You son of a bitch! I should come at John Wick your shit because the game isn't coming out." And he's looking like, "What? Yeah, I am John Wick." <laughs> Block, like, <laughs> Block. 
Come on, man. How are you going to go and try to death threat Neo or John Wick? Yeah. <laughs> like I said, like th- those, 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 those people are idiots. And it's just, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to stay calm, but this is really pissing me off. Yeah. Um, but hey, look, hey, look at the bright side. We have more time to play Ghost of Tsushima. That is true. But like CD Project Red has pretty much lied every step of the way when it comes to yeah. they went from we don't do crunching here to okay. we'll do a little bit of crunching to it's not that bad. It, they, he learned, they basically said at this point, niggas crunch every day, B. They be I. They tough, right? <laughs> That's what they're literally saying right now. And the only reason they spoke out about crunch in the beginning was because someone put an expose out talking about all the crunch that went down during The Witcher 3. So they were yeah. like, hey, we're doing this game. We're going to do it without crunch. And everyone was like, ooh. And I was like, crunch, 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 crunch. Uh, in fact, I'm just waiting for the head of uh, Project Red to go make an announcement saying that... Um, that game is delayed again while eating a crunch bar. <laughs> I mean, oh, there's another underlying power, um, underlining problem with this whole system and how it works. Either way, either if it falls on either side, the developers, the developers of the game still lose. If the game comes out and it is not that good, or it's because remember, the expectations for Cyberpunk is high. There's a very high bar for it. If it doesn't reach it, it's the developer's fault. They'll be blamed for it. God knows if anybody else actually even spoke out about this, it'd probably be blacklisted from the industry. Mm-hmm. If, on the other hand, it exceeds expectations and it does great and it sells well and like one of the highest and becomes you know one of the highest grossing games of all time. It gives CD Projekt Red and all these developers a reason to keep doing this crunching shit, to keep yeah. forcing all these hours. So no matter what happens, the de- these developers lose, mm-hmm. and it's a and it's a uh, damn shame. I mean, it's probably the only thing yeah, that would maybe stop crunching. Anyway. If it, the only yeah. way that would probably stop it is that people just agreed not to buy the game, which you know that's not going to happen uh and, and even if you do that it's going to also get a lot of people fired and yeah it got like no matter no matter no matter what happens the the company's gonna get out ahead they're gonna get out ahead of it do whatever they gotta do to clear dodge like they have they've literally set themselves off for den- for pretty much plausible deniability and it's just it sucks it's us because no matter what, no matter what they're gonna do, they're not going to. Nothing, nothing's really gonna improve until unless you unless they're unless they're forced to with their pockets. It's mm-hmm. the only it's the only way it really affects these people's their pockets. But that's but then but it trickles down to the employees. They'll blame them and get rid of them. And it's just yeah. I, I think someone from the studio has to do a Blair Witch style video of showing them crunching. And just air it out on uh, social media, going. But I have I mean, that, But that happens. Though. I mean, you get <laughs> yeah. people who break their NDAs and talk about all the fucked up things that happen, and yeah, we read about it, and everyone is like, "Yo, this is really shitty. This is fucked and up." The, and it, yeah, and then once the game comes out, we forget. Uh, yeah, it's like, oh, that's, 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 that's what they want. That's what that's what they want to do. Like, we're gonna hear about what these people went through 
a couple of years from now, you know the gaming, you know somebody's gonna, you know the expose is coming. We all know it's coming, and half of us are gonna act shocked like we didn't see this happening. Like a hundred hour work week is actually okay. Yes, no, I'm not letting that shit go. A hundred hour work week doesn't make no goddamn sense. Yeah, man. But let's let's move on to the second second before I punch my screen. All right, don't punch <laughs> your screen. All screen, all screen matters, Phil. Oh dear God. Anyway. <laughs> Justice League actor Ray Fisher spoke with Forbes detailing a toxic work environment on the set of the live-action Justice League movie um, once director Josh Sweden took over for Zack Snyder. Fisher, who played Cyborg in the film, stated that the erasure of people of color from the 2017 theatrical version of Justice League was neither an accident nor coincidence. In July, he took to Twitter and called out Whedon, saying, Josh Whedon's on-set treatment of the cast and crew of Justice League was gross, abusive, unprofessional, and completely unacceptable. He was enabled in many ways by Jeff Johns and John Berg. Now, Warner Brothers denies Fisher's claims and said that the actor wouldn't cooperate with an investigation. Now, without getting specific on the Snyder Cut in the movie, we promise we're not going to talk about the Snyder Cut of the the Snyder (laughs) Cut. portion of it god wait there's, a, wait there's a snyder cut yeah yeah we're not gonna get in first that. that's the first time i ever heard of this yeah now we'll discuss the side of t- the, the 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 snyder cut of the movie itself when the movie when the in a future episode after it's released next year now fellas what are your thoughts on this um i mean it's i mean i you know i didn't really pay attention to josh we you know, being called an asshole. You know, that's been something that's been kind of sp- and spoken in hushed tones because, I mean, they still give him work because, no, Hollywood is like that. You know, mm-hmm. it takes a lot for them to get to a point where they're like, okay, we can't fuck with this person no more. Oh, like Harvey Weinstein. I mean, yeah. I mean, Josh Whedon, he's still going to get work in the, in the grand scheme of things. It's yeah, the privilege um, of the industry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, but it doesn't surprise me uh, that... Josh Whedon again is you know at a flashpoint, haha. Uh, in terms of just being a shitty person in general, um, I mean, I remember watching the original Justice League and noticing that wow, a lot of shit had been cut, but it wasn't until he said the statement of a lot of people of color had been cut that I'm like, huh, that's actually kind of true. Like, uh, who is it? Uh, Iris. Iris is out. Iris uh, is out. Um, both his, of uh, his parents, Cyborg's are, parents. Yeah, yeah. I mean, his father's there, but in a very much diminished role, apparently. Apparently, yeah. Um, I, I feel like Josh Whedon is that person who wants to be in control and wants things to be done his way or the highway. And if he feels like you are a problem person or going to be a problem person that he acts like an asshole towards you. And this is in no way, shape, or form me trying to say, you know, Josh Whedon is right. No, Josh Whedon is a shitty person. Um, I'm pretty sure um, our resident uh, Buffyverse fan, uh, Phil, is going to go very deep into how much of a piece of shit this Uh, man is. Yeah. (laughs) But, um, um, yeah, he, I mean, this doesn't surprise me in the least. Um, And it's funny because even watching the original Justice League, 
considering how big of a deal Cyborg is supposed to be in regards to the storyline of that movie, and this is essentially, for all intents and purposes, his coming out party, because up until yeah. that movie, this is the first time no cyborg as a person character anything has been on screen i'm not even oh, talking well, about the little blip the, that was talking in about the, batman versus the, superman no oh you're not talking about the youtube video that uh we're not we, we'll get to that when we do okay. this side of cut yeah. video but i mean even then it, if you want to even use that flash showed up for fucking 60 seconds in suicide squad mm-hmm. so there was somewhat of an idea of this person being someone He's integral to this movie, and he just seems like a general afterthought, for the most for the most part. Yeah, when he clearly has the most complicated backstory and the most effed up backstory, and the fact that they need his father to explain his backstory because there's a lot of similarities to Frankenstein and his monster that yeah. they uh, that is important to understanding Cyborg, and yet they decide to to put gloss over that and just put five to seven minutes with a backstory for him. And I'm going, that does not do the character justice. And from when I was reading about everything, uh, about the whole Snyder cut, I'm sorry, the Voldemort cut, because we're not allowed to say it at this present time. <laughs> but uh, when they're doing a Voldemort cut, apparently, uh, that Snyder put a lot of scenes with people of color in it. And for some reason, Josh Whedon and WB were like, Oh, we need to uh, cut some scenes from runtime. Uh, you know what? Let's get rid of all these uh, scenes with darkies in them. All right, there you go. All right, oh, boop, 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 cut, 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 and 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 there we go. But and at, at first, I was trying to defend Josh Whedon, and then because I'm a big fan of a lot of his work, um, and you know, I did like the first Avengers movie and such, but. My wife and I, we decided to watch old Buffy episodes, and we saw a lot of things. was like, wait, Josh, we didn't approve of this? Because back then, the show was considered progressive, but when you're watching it, you're like, look, you have this high school girl. She gets beat up a lot. All the uh, people of color were either villains or they just died quickly on the show. Um, Buffy made some very weird decisions. Uh, at one point, I think almost half the cast got sexually assaulted or something on the show. Uh, and it, and like I said, that's just the stuff on the top of my head. <laughs> so, um, and I don't know what Josh, we didn't like if that was stuff that he just okayed or he just figured, ah, you know what? It's good. I'm sure no one will mind, but uh, yeah, I think that if he gets canceled, um, I, I won't shed a tear for his ass. <laughs> um, be- before I say what I, I got to say, I, I just want to say for the record that Cyborg's dad is played by Joe Morton, mm-hmm. you know, a.k.a. Papa Pope from Scandal. Yeah. Shout out. Shout out. Yeah. How in the fuck do you have, did you able to sign a guy like Joe Morton yeah. and not use this man to your advantage is beyond me. But I'll keep that to the side, and I'm going to start by saying, fuck Josh Whedon. Oh, there we go. That took that escalated quickly. No, it, no it, I, just, just, just in general, fuck Josh Whedon. It's one of those, it, it's one of those situations where as long as you put out a, as long as you put out a, what is perceived as a good product, you can continue, you can per- continue to be a dick. It's like an athlete. It's like an athlete or an actor 
you know, who's a philanth, you know, who does all this good work, right? But uh, but behind the scenes, they're a complete piece of shit. They can continue to do that as long as they keep giving out, putting out good work. But athletes, all you have to do is win. Then you can continue to rape and pillage and do whatever it is that you guys do. For Hollywood, as long as you're putting out good products, you can be a you can you can be a shitty person. To bring it to the you know Buffy Angel universe, uh, my producer, the producer and I can agree. Like when it came to Angel, its best season was season four, like by far. At one point, it like when it came head to head, damn and Buffy, Angel was actually the better show at that for a brief period of time. Angel was the better show. But when you watch that season, you see how, and you see how the storylines is was done, especially for one particular person, Cordelia Chase, played by Charisma Carpenter, you then start to look at, like, what the hell is going on? Because nothing, like, even nothing she practically did made sense from the beginning to the end of the season. Like, she was all of a sudden, like, all the depth, like, at one point, she practically was a pedophile. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, tell me if I'm wrong, like, there's, there's 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 a situation where, you know, Angel... Somehow a vampire had a baby. Baby was stolen and due to a time paradox. That baby came back as a grown man. But technically, in by our standards, that child is technically a month old. And for, okay. for reasons <laughs> that made no sense, Cordelia fucked them. Oh, you gotta fuck something. Like while asteroids are falling, while asteroids are falling into the, you know to the ground in only LA. Again, it. It it's it sounds weird, but it makes sense when you watch when you Hey watch. man, he ain't no <laughs> hey man, he ain't no fucking baby. <laughs> yeah. Keep in mind that she was holding keep in mind that she was, you know, she held this baby. She held, you know, the kid whose name was Khan as a baby. And you know, she pretty much fucked. Also, she became an evil person, which none of what she did made sense. But then you find out in the like in the behind the scenes what really happened. What happened was Charisma Carpenter, the person, got pregnant. And she was essentially punished for it by Joss Whedon. She was essentially punished. Like, it was read that, like, she actually put out an article there. There's actually an article about it. And if I fi- once I find it again, I'll show you guys. And that's yeah. the depth of how shitty Joss Whedon is. How do you yeah. punish somebody for being pregnant? Yeah, if you want an example, uh, audience, to... There's a, there was a show, New Girl, that was on Fox. Their main, uh, the main star got pregnant, and instead of reprimanding her or getting rid of her show, they just had her not involved for like three episodes, and then put the focus on other characters, and then they brought her back uh, with uh, once uh, she's able to come back. So uh, it's there's a way of doing that without having to kill off or punish the character or, or but I mean evil just and, and let's, let's be honest a lot of these shows half the time the most hilarious part is watching them hide the fact that this person is clearly pregnant yeah the the, the, the Cosby show had at one point had Claire holding a gigantic teddy bear for no reason even though all her kids none of her kids would even need the damn thing at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way Josh Whedon goes about things, and this is pretty much par for the course for him. So when you hear Ray Fisher talk about him in the way that he has, you're not really shocked because it's that that all that has been there. People, and don't get me started, people been new, but they kept going because Josh Whedon was the hot hand. You know, he mm-hmm. did like, 
when when he did Avengers, which was a good movie, mm-hmm. he knew he can't be touched. And he knew, like, if he's not some no-name black guy going to talk to him, you know, talk about talk about his practices. And 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 Warner Brothers, y- y- y'all gotta fuck you too, mm-hmm. because we're we're gonna we're gonna investigate ourselves to see if we were out of line, if we were out of order. Yeah, you think that they're gonna come after Fisher and he'll get blacklisted? Of course, uh, no, no pun intended. Of course, of course. First of all, DC had them. If you remember back in the previous episode, we talked about DC fandom and why it wasn't on DC Universe, right? <laughs> they blacklist their own channel. <laughs> but they had a panel. They had they had a DC panel, and you know who wasn't there? <laughs> Fisher. <laughs> you know, one of the damn stars of the, of the movie. I <laughs> <four. laughs> We don't need him. The guy that bought the poster of the movie. Keep in mind, this was a meeting. This was this was. We don't need. We don't need that damn Snyder cut of the movie. Yet we don't need that damn Canner out there. <laughs> the one thing we hate is Canners. <laughs> Josh, for someone like, like like Josh Sweden has a problem with women and with people of color. Like you watch these shows, he clearly like he clearly he clearly hates women. Like, which is funny because he gets like painted as this progressive like feminist, and it's like, yeah, if you pay attention, at the time, yeah, at, at the time, Buffy was considered a, a, a progressive show. If you watch it now, yeah, there's, no. a, there's a lot like, um, you you y'all y'all remember Kendra? Oh yeah, oh yeah, Justice yes. for Kendra. Um, uh, high school Seth <laughs> had a very big crush on her. Uh, yeah. Bianca Lawson. Yep. Like h- how a Slayer got done, how she did. But you have to understand, Buffy was the most powerful Slayer, <sighs> even though she got beat up a lot too. But you know, and, you know, um... <laughs> she she fucked the man and turned the man evil because when she had sex with him, he lost Allegedly. his soul. She made a, she made <laughs> this dude her fucking bad guy. She like her series bad guy for a moment. Come on, man, Buffy got that wop. And another thing, soul sucking wop. And and, and, by, and by the way, what, what the hell? <laughs> by the way, that wop sucks how, souls. How old was Buffy when her and Angel laid that? Was Buffy not in high school? Hey, look, all right, Yo, look. It, she, she, like, she wasn't. It's like she wasn't Moon. any. She, yeah, exactly, man. But it's like Stan and Darian. Was Angel not around since the early Kel- like? Oh, he's only two hundred years old. You know, Yo, it's, it's like, like Sailor Dog. Okay. It's like Sailor Moon, tuxedo mask. This nigga had a motorcycle. This nigga had a mustache. <laughs> and clearly and was people, older. And there's people out there who be like, nah, man, he was in high school. No, he was high school, nigga. <laughs> Buffy, was a, Buffy was a teenager. Angel was a grown man's grown man's grown man. So it was Darian. And, <laughs> and the, the, oh, like, the best part is, this is, this this is what Josh Whedon does. Yeah. This is Spanish. Watching older Yo, people. Oh, so what you're saying, Philip? Josh Whedon should direct the live action Sailor Moon. All right, perfect. All right. All right, Josh Whedon, get to work. He's <laughs> leaving me out of anything related to Sailor Moon. But starring Ariana Grande as Sailor Moon. Oh, my God. <laughs> What's that happen? That shit, that, that shit could happen. That as far fetched as that sounds, if you know what happened, I would watch it. My wife will threaten to divorce me for how much I watch it. Again, you know, know, even though I'm literally 
disgusted at, at that. It probably can't happen because you'll hear these allegations and Josh Whedon will still have a job. Why? Because he directed the Avengers. And the Avengers was a great movie. That means Josh Whedon is a great person. Yeah, and you know, Buffy and Firefly and Bur- and uh, Dollhouse, which I love Dollhouse. I don't know why I only got one season, but you know, because Fox me, doesn't but... know how to promote things. They do not. It was basically Westworld. It was the same show. <laughs> it, it's a, it's a, it's as if it's as if if you have you know, to quote Paul Mooney, the complexion for the protection for the collection. You can pretty much get away with being a shitty person because you do your job right. Uh, did you say Meanwhile, right you right? have other deserving directors of color have to having to put out Oscar worthy, Oscar worthy film and television? Yes, I said Oscar worthy television. Yeah, to even be considered for a job that's going to be given to a very mid white director. Yeah, it, it's, yeah. it's mind boggling that it like it like has me going like. Not it, you know what's the worst part about this? Ray Fisher said these allegations, and you know, people saying, you know, trying to hold on to relevancy and things like that. Jason Momoa backed what he was saying. And, Mo- and, and, and no one's gonna fuck with Momoa. Yes, <laughs> people are still quiet. Mm. <laughs> oh like, man. <laughs> like, Yo, man, if you want to listen to Aquaman, then you know who else you gonna listen to? It's- like it, like in is Jason Momoa looking for relevance too? So if he's backing what this guy is saying, if he's backing what Ray Fisher is saying, maybe just maybe there's some truth, there's some truth to it, and maybe have an independent person in the investigate this, and maybe have an invest, maybe have an independent independent person investigate this instead of having WB having to investigate themselves to find and out found nothing. If, yeah. if they were ethical. It's like the Departed when Matt Damon was literally assigned to look for Matt Damon. <laughs> but oh, you know who's but, committing these crimes? It's a damn shame. I really don't know. No, yeah, exactly. But at the very least, if you watch the if you watch the departed, they didn't know Matt Damon was looking for Matt Damon. But imagine if they did knew and still had Matt Damon investigate and find Matt, Matt Damon. Damon. <laughs> That's literally what Warner Brothers is doing with this whole with the Ray Fisher, Josh Sweden conflict all right no and you know now thinking about it i think matt damon could play a great darian in the sailor moon movie it's gonna happen yo it's yeah. in the universe now yo yeah. man day one release and i'll be there midnight release let's we doing this right <laughs> i'm not doing shit Hell no. <laughs> shoot man moon prison power motherfucker Ah. Right. Again, when, it all, when it all boils down to another mediocre white director will get away with being a shitty person because he has the privilege to do so. And on that note, we've reached the end of this episode. <laughs> we survived. We somehow, even though we broke down at the very beginning of the episode, we made yeah. it to the end. Gentlemen, we, yes. we, we did it. We did we it. I, I am proud of us. Nigga, we now, made it. On behalf of Mike, Seth, and our producer, Teddy Von Davius Grant, thank you for listening. Oh, yes. Until next time. Take care, guys. Be good people. Or not. <laughs> <laughs>